0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Are you on? Can I hear you? I don't know. Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, yes, okay. I can hear I you. I want to I make am. sure. We're all set. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're Silver Life Radio, and it's, well, I'm Joel Yeager, and here with the beautiful Carrie Leffler.
1: Well, thanks, Joel.
0: Who always looks wonderful, you know, on a 10 o'clock morning show. That's really hard to do sometimes. <laughs> um. Uh, and she has... She has more than the face of radio. She has a, you know, she has a face for TV too. And the only reason I'm saying that because everyone tells me that, you know, when I, when I actually, actually, well, I do, I do some movies, but I pay some creepy people in movies, so I guess it doesn't matter how you look, right?
1: I always tell so jolly. he reminds <laughs> me. This is just going to sound terrible, but um, you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, The Grandfather.
0: I, somebody told me, though, I look like the guy with the, at the chili cook-off.
1: Yes. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of, yeah. Right. Ooh, no. I'm, just loo- I'm losing some horror cred right now.
0: <laughs> you are. And I want to re- redo that with me in it.
1: So okay. we can figure as out how. As long as I'm in it, too. If we could
0: re- get someone to reproduce that, I'm willing to take that. Re- and I have, you know, I have a regular you know, IMBD thing, <laughs> whatever they call that. IMDB? Uh, yeah, I have that. But I have a, f- yeah, so um, my. I don't know. My sniff, my wife <laughs> says, you know, you really don't have you have a face for radio. Now I don't know how you take that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you take it terribly. You're I like, take Wait,
0: it. What? I would take yeah. Because when I tr- when I was actually um, working on trying to get a TV show, I you know did Ink and Shrink right. You know a few years ago, and that and they didn't buy it, but then they sold it. Can you know,
1: tell us a little bit? Are you allowed to talk about that I a can talk bit? about that. Because I think this I, is really cool. Yeah. This is when I first met Joel. This is one of the things he he kind of reeled me in with this when he was telling me about Soberleaf Radio.
0: Right. Yeah, this is how I captured Carrie. We, um, but no, so a few, well, a long time ago, I came up with this idea. I I was at tattooing at the time. Everybody knows I'm a artist, but um And also a counselor. And during the mid-90s, when... I was working at a shop in... Well, i Graffiti. Back then, as you know, that was a very popular shop in the 90s. It was mm-hmm. huge. Lines and lines and lines of people. And I would always get these people coming in, wh- middle-aged women that were going through changes in their life, you know, divorce or whatever. Right. People were dying because they get to a certain age, you know. So people start dying around you. And... During, and this is when tattoos people would come in because they had a meaning for their tattoos, right? right? It just started. This is before TV shows of anything,
1: right? This is before like L.A. Ink. Oh and all yeah, that stuff.
0: all okay. that stuff was going on. So I'm sitting there and I, I started journaling all these stories. People would come in. Then when they realized I was a, also a counselor, my tattoo business became huge. It wasn't because of my great tattoo bill. I think I do an, an okay tattoo, but they would come in. Just to talk to me. And I had this huge line of women. So I started saying, wow, this is a, I'm going to, this will be an interesting book. You know, I'm starting right. to write all these stories down. And I had a friend at that time, um, sort of a friend, which is really funny. He was, he's the ex of my ex, the ex of my wife okay. is a producer. His name is John Roberts. And he said, you know, why, rather than, and this is before any TV show was put on the air. Right. He said, why don't don't you write, like, a treatment for this, for a TV show? This seems really interesting. So I did. And everybody liked it in Los Angeles. And we we went out there. We we actually filmed two pilots for this show. And it was called Ink and Shrink, where I would tattoo people (laughs) and I would counsel them at the same time. And I still have some of the show clips. I think Carrie actually saw one of them. It was really really
1: cool. i mean it was something i would have watched because you know i joke sometimes when i get tattoos it's like tattoo therapy i mean you build a rapport with your tattoo artists and some of the things that come out i mean i i've shared more with some of my tattoo artists than i've right. shared with some of my close friends
0: yeah like murder i mean not you but <laughs> so <laughs>
1: what are you trying to say joel
0: <laughs> right so it's like you know i so i had this sh- this thing going and so we then they hired someone. <clears throat> I don't know if you know of TV. Then all of a sudden, these shows started coming out, right? All these reality TV shows were on tattooing, and so at so we got bombarded. So while we're trying to pitch our show out in Los Angeles, these other shows started coming, right? And they were saying, "Well, this might be a do it too much at one time, you know." Let's hold off and they shelved it. And I'm not going to mention the the, na- the network that shelved it, but they a, a really important network shelved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to copyright it. but did a copyright, but I did it through the Writers Guild. Little did I know, because I thought it was a, I had a long time on it, they only allow five years before you have to redo it. So we went five uh, years of trying to pitch it, and then I sorted this, ah, forget it, blah, blah, right. blah. And things were going on in my life that time. And it was like, well, I was trying to get some th- things together in the counseling business and also the tattoo business. And <clears throat> I get a call one day. And it's my producer that did the, uh, John Roberts. He said, "Hey, you got some street credit now." I said, "What do you mean I got some street credit?" He goes, well, you got a show that is on the air right now." I said, "What do you mean I have a show that's on the <laughs> air?" And he said, "Yeah, it's Ink Shrinks." I said, "What do I'm gonna? What do you mean I got a copyright?" He goes, "Well, I don't. You better check into that." So what happens is, and this is what happens all the time, and he he explained this to me. Sometimes people shelf shows all the time, waiting for your copyright to run out
1: right and that's exactly on it
0: and then when it did they jumped on it and they and i'm not sure and the whole thing is shady it's shady and i don't even know if they even made any i don't even think it's on the air anymore so if it was if it made a hit fine but
1: shady but that's how they make their money
0: yeah that's so funny same thing with movie scripts and everything somebody Mm -hmm. will buy your movie script sometimes just to throw it on the thing so that's what happened so i never got in there so during this whole time i had to do something with my you know creativity and then you know, the whole inception of um, Sober Life Radio came up and long discussions with Carrie. And you have to pin her down because Carrie's like this busy woman who never.
1: I've gotten so much better with that, I think. Right.
0: You have. Yeah. And I'm really I don't excited know what it... about the show. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Like she was half excited before or not. Now she's so excited that she's become this great producer and we're getting... Thank you. And now we're being heard by people across the world, right? I mean, that's the... Like literally, (laughs) we
1: say that, but it's true and it's kind of neat. So, you know, I can see people that are following us on Facebook mostly and every once in a while I'll see somebody, you know, there's no connections. We have no mutual friends or whatever and, and someone will be following the show and we have... Three people listening from the UK um, and then we just got somebody Joel's, Joel's dropping getting, stuff over t- here I have to turn the clock um, over we have so somebody listening see. from Wales that wow. has been communicating with the show and he even said that he wants to be a guest sometime so it's, it's cool seeing where people yeah. are listening from yeah, especially when there's no connections like they're not right. just obliged to listen to us
0: so we'll have to either bring them over or have them phone in
1: Right, I mean that's the idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. But no, we are excited because we are. I mean, it's just blowing up all over. And we, you know, we very, we're really happy to the listening audience, on the fan base so far because we. This is a mission. I think people. It's not for this popularity for right. Carrie and I. We have a mission, and the mission is to really start a culture of sober living. Mm-hmm. Um, And this, you know, this whole thing, this whole just say no campaigns and stuff that went on and on and on, this never got to us. Because I'm going to tell you what, this population that went through that just say no campaign during the prevention parts of their life are now the full-blown heroin addicts. (laughs) I
1: I grew up in that just say no era. And I did not just say no. (laughs) I I wish I would have.
0: Right. So now we have... This whole thing now. Now we have the worst epidemic ever. So we know that that probably just didn't work that well. So we're, I think, and the and the problem. I'm gonna tell you what the problem is. You can't have and, and not. I'm not knocking the Reagan's because they were the ones that started that. Right? It was mm-hmm. Nancy Reagan and Ronald Reagan. They went on to the Bushes. You know, they're old. They're older people talking to a younger generation. And back then, maybe it worked in the '50s. If someone old to you said. You need to stop doing that right, right? you, you listen for the most part yeah, listen but we never it didn't become now all of a sudden it just didn't become cool we're just saying you can have and i'm not trying to make sobriety so cool but it's it's a lifestyle if you just would just wait stop and pause and think and not do something your life gets a lot better and it's just it might seem so basic that's the easy, that's the funny thing about this but it's that's all it is is you really just have to stop for a second and just realize what you're doing because mm-hmm. I mean you're you're not feeling anything you're feeling nothing right I mean you're just, and and yeah, when you
1: eventually get to that point right
0: yeah, and when you're into whatever you're doing, you then forget how what normal feeling feels like
1: absolutely yeah, yeah you, <laughs> there is no normal anymore it's just kind of rushing around to try to get to a place of just feeling okay right yeah
0: so we are gonna we are gonna know this is and this is the new maybe this is our tagline for our for our sober life radio program okay <laughs> our movement okay is that we are going to normalize sobriety that sober is normal maybe that's okay. hey that's good so sober-
1: it's cool and it's it's it, there is truth to that i mean i just again with the show alone the amount of people that i've connected to a lot of like younger people like early 20s and it is definitely becoming more normalized right i mean even last night i went to a concert i went to see ghost oh wow and uh, <laughs> i ended up meeting one of our facebook friends on there someone that, that listens to the show um Laura Boylan, if you're listening. Hi. Um, but there was just a group of us, like, just sober people hanging out at the show. And it was normal. Like, uh, you know, I didn't feel right. out of place because there was, you know, other people there that were not. Yeah.
0: Drinking. I mean, really, it's in our and, and Carrie, always like, and we'll give a plug. We're not. Well, we don't give a plug to, um, what is it? Clean. You drink cl- clean. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a cool I drink thing. clean
1: energy, sparkling energy drinks.
0: Yes, She does. Now everywhere. And they are wonderful people. So if you're listening, that's just, uh, they are actually, um, hopefully we're going to get them on the air. Yeah. Hour. Oh, no.
1: He's going to be on. Wes Hurt. He's the founder of Clean Clean, uh, Clean Cause. Um, he's going to be on October now? 22nd. You have to order online because they're based out of Austin, Texas right now. Okay. But he's going to be on the show October 22nd. We're going to be doing a radio interview with him. Uh, he'll be coming live to us from Austin.
0: That would be great. We actually have um. Well, I love well Austin's, you know, because I have this barbecue place I always want to go to that Carrie never goes in and gets me a shirt. Because the lines, had like
1: to weigh in line all day to go there.
0: Yes, Franklin Barbecue. Who's got time for Franklin that? Barbecue? Most greatest barbecue in the world, and if you're listening, Aaron Franklin, yes, you could send me a shirt, <laughs> and I would talk about you even more. But it's a, it's supposed to be the best barbecue ever. And that's in Austin too, so I
1: love Austin. So
0: maybe our friends some clean if you're you know, if you're just driving around someday, you can please, you know <laughs> stop. Joel's in been line. talking about this <laughs> <Stop> stupid <it.
1: laughs> shirt for like four years now. Stop
0: in line to air to We Franklin gotta get him a barbecue, shirt. Please.
1: We'll make this happen.
0: <clears throat> can you make this and the, our friends at Austin, can anybody <laughs> we have Austin listeners, please My send
1: my best friends live in Austin. We'll get you a Churchill.
0: Yeah. And then and, and Sam, you know, you got to go and get me food because it would be spoiled by the time they, <laughs> they came here. But yeah. So we have them. They're going to be on the air. That's going to be really we, And we also have other people from Texas that listen right now. that we, we have. Yeah, a,
1: Lucy. She's Lucy's, actually up here in Rochester this weekend.
0: Right. And Lucy's probably really mad at me now because that I'm even talking about a barbecue <laughs> place. But uh. Lucy, I mean, I tell you, Lucy's a beautiful woman.
1: She's awesome. She's so
0: photogenic. Her pictures are model-like. Yeah. And you're listening, Lucy, because you really... I don't
1: know. She's up here in a love connection this weekend, so she's probably not listening. She's probably a little busy.
0: Well, that's Mm. good. (laughs) So who's ever Lucy? She's pretty hot. Who's ever got Lucy right now?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So today we have... We have great guests today.
1: Oh, I love them. I really do. I'm not just saying that.
0: Because this is everything that we talk about, because... This is a way. This is another addition of sobriety that people don't realize is recovery, right?
1: Recovery fitness. fitness, right?
0: Which is a new. This is a thing. So, and this, you know, I don't, I don't drink m- or anything anymore, mostly because I stay in shape mm-hmm. as much as I can. i I have to get back in shape now because I have to run this race next. <laughs> He's got to get back
1: in shape by next week. But no,
0: <laughs> it's um because it, it's a this. This is another way, and people don't realize exercise is huge. I remember back in the '80s when I came up to Rochester, there was a woman named Connie Holt. I don't know if you remember Mm-mm. this great physician that was the medical director for Parkridge Chemical Dependency. Okay, and she had talked about at that time we were dealing mostly with crack cocaine, right? Right, that was it. It was it was a different life and a different crew of people coming through. And she would always say, You can send people through treatment over and over and over again. But, and there's always an underlying condition that you might never get to. That's the thing. It's always that little hidden chip in your head mm-hmm. that you may, it's some secret that you hold on forever. Right? right. So you may never mm-hmm. share it. And may or not, it might never surface. But <clears throat> what does work, we're mostly back time with cocaine acts for any addict, is exercise.
1: 100%.
0: Right. And she said, if you can get people active and do it more than just like walk, any, you could walk. I mean, that's good mm-hmm. for you too. But anything that's going to make you sweat for 20 to 30 minutes a day, you'll stop using.
1: We get your endorphins going. I mean, there's a, there's a physiological basis to all of this. Right. You know, I also have heard the same before. You know, I used to tell some of my clients move a muscle, change a thought. Like if you're stuck on something, you know, craving, for example, as it relates to the show, get out there, move, do something. Because eventually that, you know, the, the, the natural feel-good chemicals in your body start working, they start mm-hmm. flowing, and you feel okay.
0: Yeah, and it's really, it's remarkable. And I think, so she had something way back then. I mean, it's interesting that when I had a program one time, and um, I think it was in the 90s, where I used to, I was a halfway house. For the VOA, and we would take them out three days a week, and we'd actually do formation runs like the military, because mm-hmm. I'm from the military. And the difference that would make with these clients, and, and it actually boosted them into long-term sobriety. Mm-hmm. And I look at that now, because I don't think we'd do that enough.
1: No. Well, it's like Willard. Uh, right. For those of you that aren't familiar with Willard, <laughs> it's a, a corrections Program yeah, like
0: a shock camp for or, yeah drug addicts
1: yeah and I you know a lot of times uh, where I work I'll see people coming through and they you know maybe they're on parole or there was a violation or whatever and they're sent to Willard if it's a drug yeah. and alcohol violation mm-hmm. and I love talking to them about it because I mean it's so regimented they get up at like you know four in the morning they're sure. exercising they're working and some of them really carry it over into their 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 life on the outside
0: yeah I think people I mean it's this one other thing that you can do and mm-hmm. this is the thing you know lately I've been I talk to a lot of people, you know, we run the, I run this program where it goes from detox to inpatient, outpatient. That's the normal regimen, mm-hmm. right? But people, and they don't understand, so Joe Q Public watches this, because it's very expensive to send someone to treatment. Right. And they'll say, okay, now they're detoxed. We send Johnny to inpatient. He gets out of inpatient normally. Within a few days, he's using again, but now he's in an outpatient program. See, that stuff doesn't work. And, they are, and, and then if the outpatient program that... that picks them up discharges them because sometimes they do it's mm-hmm. ridiculous um then he starts that cycle again because all that is going to happen that relapse is going to ha- have to happen normally and it does the idea times, is yeah. right so the idea is well no then when they they're going to need to look at what they're doing tweak it a little bit and then keep on moving the problem why drug treatment always has this you know bad you know name is that people the center itself doesn't realize that and they just move them out rather than trying to work with them so because but that's what you have to do so let's say we start using again you you do things like recovery fitness recovery fitness Mm -hmm. or any of these other programs right and it does work i mean it really does i mean it's not something that you have to we always have to look at something when we send someone to treatment that's the one way of just thinking that one thing is going to Put them in a group and they're going to do fine, and it doesn't no, work because there's way. no
1: there's no like one thing that's going to work in in my personal and professional right. opinion. You really have to take a look at the person as a whole and kind of break it down. I used to break it down into seven categories, like you know, your use, uh, family, social, financial, health, that type of thing. You break right. it down and you got to you got to address each of those areas and sometimes do multiple things.
0: Yeah, all that's important. In fact, you know, family's huge. Next weekend, we're all, after the race. Mm-hmm. We're appearing at the yeah uh,
1: the Family Recovery Network Resource Fair at Marketplace Mall.
0: Yes, so you get to come out if you don't see us at the race because we are going to be so lightning fast. <laughs>
1: we're just going to you know, yeah, we're just going like, to fly past you guys. Right. <laughs> fly <laughs> like yeah, we're going to be.
0: We are going to be so quick, <laughs> and but and we're going to have to. What? Sober Life Radio was here, right? But we're going to have to be quick because Carrie overbooks us, <laughs> so <laughs> we have to go from. A 5K race to find a place sh- where you have to shower, care.
1: <laughs> no, we'll be fine.
0: No, I will.
1: I, what, are you going to be like sweating buckets? Probably,
0: yes. <laughs> so I need to right. And then we're going to do a public appearance. Two public appearances. But the first one, it's okay to sweat. We'll
1: have time because the race starts at like 9. I yeah. Mean, we don't set up for the, the resource fair until like um, 11 or 12. Unless we'll, somebody. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Out you know try. what?
0: You know, I got an idea. What? So if we have a fan in Rochester. Okay. Right, this is how we do it. You contact us. <laughs> Where's the race at?
1: It's at Seneca Park.
0: Oh, or where the zoo? It's mm-hmm. at the zoo.
1: Mm-hmm. It's over not there. At the zoo down in the park area. Okay,
0: let's do it this way. So, someone in Rochester, if you want, right now. This is how we'll do it. We will then show up at your home right after the race to shower. Oh, <laughs> and then we will. <laughs> No, and then we will actually we will even sign something, and then we can go on to our event because this is going to be Because you hard. know our,
1: our our autographs are worth <laughs> so, so they're much. so valuable, they're,
0: right? Because we don't sign <laughs> anything unless you're on parole.
1: <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> right. At board, on. he's like, "Yeah, can I get your autograph?"
0: Right, because if you're on parole, you're on you have our signature all over the place, right? <laughs> so if you yeah, so if anybody wants to offer up some place where we can go shower, you know, because we don't have our own houses. They're so what? far away. <laughs> Uh, for mine, I'm uh, way, way out in nowhere. This land. is true. We'll make it work. There's a will there's or I'm a way. coming over to your house. I feel
1: bad for Yana and Sean. They're the ones that are hosting the 5K. It's their 5K, and they also need to be at the family resource. They're Fair. going too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm gonna ask we at least get to run it and are then be done. We're
0: not at running it, though. Are they running it too? We'll have to ask oh, them. Oh, well, I come would on. assume
1: so. Well, so yeah, maybe I'm we just
0: not. go to their house and shower. Do they live. On... <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, not, I, I'm Joel f-
1: gets on something and he just runs. I don't want to
0: stink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go from one place to another stinky. I can't do that. I'm, that's another obsession that I have.
1: That's a good obsession to have.
0: I am so clean. Keep I it am, clean. <laughs> I just want to keep on being clean. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll make
1: it work. We'll be uh, smelling nice and good at the Family Recovery Network
0: Resource Fair. Because that's going to be a really cool event, right?
1: It is really cool. And I'm really, you know, I say this, and it it sounds cheesy, but I'm really grateful to have been asked to be a part of that. I mean, there's some really, really great people going to be there. And I I shared this on our Facebook page, but what I like so much about this event is the variety of people that are going to be there.
0: Right. For example,
1: you've got... AA, I'm assuming someone from like central office that's going to sure. be representing there. Yeah, I saw
0: that, yeah. And you're
1: also going to have someone from Smart Recovery, which is, I mean, they are not 12 steps. They are science-based. They're not 12 steps. Yeah. Um. So you've got these two completely different programs that are going to be representing and that's what, that's what this right. is all about. We talk about that almost every week. You know, there's, there's no right way to recover. So this is really cool. There's so many different people going to be there.
0: It's, no, it's going to be great. Now, last night, Carrie mm-hmm. uh, stalked our, our favorite <laughs> local soccer player. You yeah. know, Abby, if you're, if you're listening, right?
1: I, I did. Get,
0: I, I they, gave her our card. She gave her our card, and you know, and then we actually had the book. What's the book called? You it's called part.
1: Forward. Yeah, it's just you know, I was able to thank her for just being so open about her addiction and her sobriety because that's what we need. Those are the types of things that propel us forward in right. that whole class. You know, breaking the stigma. Movement. Right.
0: It's, the, it's people like that. It's the anonymous movement that is killing us i want to continue to say this so you know i'm it's ridiculous you got to stop it i'm going to tell you right now this is aa and na you have to stop it (laughs) you just do because what you're doing this is not a private club you know you don't have the keys to the act club you don't get to keep people out of your rooms or in your rooms and people are not allowed to talk about it right and if you think you do it now this is the thing and it's if the idea is if people want to talk about it, they should be able to talk right. about it. And I understand you want to keep it private for those who don't, mm-hmm. okay? If, if you're one of those who don't, don't, right? right?
1: Yep. Absolutely. But don't
0: criticize people who do.
1: Right, and that's what it boils down to. I'm glad that you clarified that, too, because it's not a matter of, you know, we want all of your business to be out there. You have a right to privacy if you're in the rooms and you're sharing something in the rooms. You absolutely have a right to your an- anonymity. Right. But you know for people that are very vocal about their sobriety their recovery um you know to get shamed for it by people that are also in recovery it's it's sad
0: that is sad because it's right you are not this is not the private clubhouse right i think you do and
1: things have changed we're moving out of the dark basements of uh the rooms per se and people are taking it to the next level as far as normalizing it because there's millions of people that have dealt with addiction whatever the substance is there's millions of people and and Abby Wambach is one of them. It's great. It does not. It's that clas- classic saying, addiction does not discriminate. It doesn't. Right. And, you know, she's open. She's talking about it. It took her a while to get there. One of the things I thought was really cool is that she said that one of the reasons why she wrote the book was to ease the burden from her friends and family that have been holding on to this secret for so long. Yeah. And, you it's, know, and it's a
0: way to journal. It's a way to heal. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's wonderful. So when we come back. We're going to have people from Rock Carvey Fitness with us, and it's going to be a great show. So, see you in a little bit. Bro, come back again.
1: I hope you guys all like that version better yes. than mine.
0: I'm, I'm just, sorry. If that can,
1: song doesn't get you pumped up, there's something wrong.
0: Carrie, was <laughs> Carrie saying? Could we hear Carrie Didn't singing? Did you
1: hear me at the beginning? Or I was like, Duh. I'm not going to do it again.
0: Oh. <laughs> I thought you were, she, she always does this. She has this great porn sound she does. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> did it last week, huh? a waka waka. Whatever she does. Yeah, a...
1: when we did the, the sex addiction episode. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I know, and ended, and, ended, and brought back all these memories when Carrie does it, so it's pretty difficult. So we have our friends from uh, Rock Car Reef Fitness, um, and we're really pumped up that you're here. I mean, we really are.
2: Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Um, Yeah, like we
1: legitimately are excited for you guys. Like we just connected. Actually, we connected at Syracuse Behavioral Health. Yes. uh, Luncheon Mm -hmm. picnic. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, really? That's how you guys met?
1: Yeah, I was sitting next to Yana and I had heard of Recovery Fitness, but I didn't really know that much about it yet. Um, She gave me a flyer and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, why hasn't this? Why? why, Where
2: was this (laughs) 15 years ago? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that your real name or is it like a stage name?
2: It actually is my real name
0: really yeah I like, it, it, does it mean something there's yana something right yana yeah. <laughs> it's like another i mean they know what this kid's name is her kid yana it's there's something right you just, you shortened that it?
2: no it's it's just I yana it. it's a russian name
0: really yeah. are you russian i am oh okay so is my wife and my well she's russian too and they're funny You're kidding. yeah russian <laughs> model they're really interesting <laughs> they really are so she's not listening i'm hoping you're not listening but you know (laughs) the the maintenance is like you know
1: (laughs) more than mercedes
0: i know (laughs) (laughs) isn't that crazy right they russians are just the maintenance is huge I mean,
1: we're Sean, Sean is in a really good position right now, so I'm going I'm to rescue Sean right now, and I'm just going to, again, if you guys are tuning in, we have Sean Smith and Yana Kasper here from right. Recovery Fitness, and I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, I mean, you guys have made the scene, you've been on some other radio shows, I actually just heard you not too long ago on BER, um, but yeah. for those that have that are not familiar with Recovery Fitness, can you just tell us a little bit about what it is and why you guys decided to to create this program?
2: Yeah, so Recovery Fitness is uh, something we're so excited about, and it's a sober, active community um, based on healing and recovery from addiction. Um, So it's for people in recovery, um, as well as family members, community supporters. It's a free program, um, and the only requirement is 48 hours without a drink or a drug. So that really opens us up to, to so many folks.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Now, I mean, so who's your referral source? I mean, who refers people to you? Like, how do you get people? Other than stuff like this,
3: we go out and we present at all the treatment centers, so they are referring to us, and just by word of mouth, really. Mm-hmm. Um. I
0: mean, I mean that's just amazing because I, <clears throat> I was talking to Carrie, like back in the eighties. Uh, I used to be the supervisor for Parkridge, the inpatient unit there, and we had a doctor there that had talked about if people, would, if we just had something that we could send people to, that was, you know fitness orientated how great or how would actually have better long-term results than what, without it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting now that you're like, you're picking this up. Cause I've never, this is new unless you, unless you pick up your own personal fitness program, you know, but then what happens is you join a gym, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With people that are not in recovery, mm-hmm. you know, they're shooting everything up at the mat, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, that's what yeah. they're doing. Right. And sometimes, well, I'm just looking. I'm looking at Joel
1: right now. I'm like, at the gym, they're shooting everything up. I'm like, I don't, gym, I don't know what gym you are going to, but I don't, well, I don't yeah. know. I've never been to a gym where they're I, shooting I everything care. up. I'm not going
0: to say the gyms I've been had gone to, but every, like they know, right? Yeah, they yeah. know. I mean, it's crazy. You can go in there if you're just right. a little guy and you got you know these huge dudes in there. Yeah. They didn't get that. I don't care what you did. You didn't get that by lifting a normal weight. You ate a cow or you shot up their <laughs> you shot up their semen. Or it's like some right yeah <laughs> i mean that's exactly what happened there's no way you get joel isn't <laughs> rare for well no you morning. don't you don't get that right you don't. yeah yeah so you're like you know because you look like normal people that like you're healthy but you look very, like normal yeah, very people fit, but yeah very fit and that's what you know so but you're not going to get somebody so really so I, so you're going to send people to you it's going to seem like we're normal, like we talked about, normalizing sobriety, normalizing recovery, mm-hmm. and having a place where someone can go and not have to worry about all that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's really, I think, the, the missing link. Like, there's not that many recovery resources in Rochester, and it's something uh, to link folks coming out of treatment um, that have a lot of free time, that don't have the skills to kind of go to a gym and be around mm-hmm. all these, you know, quote-unquote normal people. Um, there's confidence issues, self-esteem, and just uh, kind of life skills that are lacking.
1: Absolutely. And that community that you guys have created, is amazing. We talked about it on last week's show, but I went to the to the kayaking event that you guys yeah. had, and it was my first experience actually doing one of your events. And it was just so cool. Like, I mean, all different walks of life, and mm-hmm. you know, nobody was talking about like their particular program of recovery. It was just people coming together, mm-hmm. sober people, <laughs> to have fun, and it was. Really cool. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. I mean, this is an amazing movement. I mean, we're starting a movement. This is, and this is actually just falls into ours. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're trying to do something. Um, and this is funny because you know, I actually do run a treatment center. Not that I want to lose my treatment center business, but I mean, we do. We do really good work down there. We do. We mm-hmm. we handle mostly veterans, and um, and now we're doing a lot of community members uh, down there. But you know, the there's, but then there's this other other side of it where no one hears about it and so our movement was to get people Mm -hmm. if they need help or they want to reach out or help them navigate to get their loved ones into treatment or anything Mm -hmm. um and you're doing basically almost the same thing Mm -hmm. that it has to take the community to do this Mm -hmm. which i think now
2: absolutely because there's there's obviously a really strong need for treatment and we are not treatment and we don't you know, we don't try to advertise or say anything about that, and we're also not uh, mutual aid groups. We're we're something sort of different. It's sober fun. It's a sober community. Um, it's that, yeah, that, that missing link.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's remarkable. It's um, and it's what and that's what's going on right now with the epi- the heroin epidemic. I was mm-hmm. we always we know about this, and we're t- we talk about it. Um, the sad thing about it is, um, treatment itself is just not going to be enough. And it's not. We, it, that's we're finding this. The old style uh, treatment methods aren't working at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's um, there's a need for longer term. There's just so many things that are needed.
0: Yeah, and long term's hard to. <clears throat> well, it's hard to fund. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to fund a six month program. I mean, that's like so expensive. If I could figure out a way to, you know, figure out how to do that, you know. It, we could we probably could pull something off where we had like a camp they go away and they do you know more like a military style barracks situation where they have exercise and stuff and you know for years i've been trying to figure out how to model that and get money but mm-hmm. it, the cost of it is hard i think i
3: talk to yana pretty much every day about starting something just <laughs> like that mm-hmm. because if i could bring some of my friends out into the woods and you know help them to to stay clean through fitness and you know the great outdoors sure there, there's a lot to be said about adventure therapy um I, I joke with my brother all the time saying you know i wish i was just detoxed with a, a poncho and some water purification tablets and bring me
0: out into the adirondins well you know <laughs> yeah. it's so interesting and and i you know he's dead now scott wyland went to a treatment center program i think back in arizona or somebody took him to it and it was the same kind of thing mm-hmm. um He had spent years going to all kinds of treatment centers all over, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on treatment. And then finally, someone said, I'm going to send you to this guy. And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. And they sent him. And he stayed sober for a little bit. You know, obviously, your your environment kills you, and especially Mm -hmm. rock stars. But that, I can guarantee that works. I mean, if you can just get people and you send them out to nowhere land, and you're you're re- they become their authentic selves. I continue to tell people, if you don't, if you become your authentic self, you're not going to get sober. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are first before you, because everything else is just a made-up movie. You know, you get you get high and you could be anybody you want, right? You could be Bugs Bunny in a dress, right? I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you can, you can do anything. You know, it's like you know that's the problem, and so when you you have to really like yourself and really and and you begin to like yourself when you become when you exercise. When I exercise, I come back, I feel great. I I don't want to do it before I go, and I try to talk myself out. I said, "No, I'm going to go out there and I do it and I come back and I feel wonderful." Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's the hard part too, you know, especially in early recovery is trying to find yourself and trying to be comfortable with who you are. And when I was listening to you guys on WBER, Amelia was sharing just how much your program has helped her gain confidence. And that helps sustain, you know, your abstinence, your recovery. It right. helps keep it going. So
0: you guys, I mean, obviously you guys are pretty athletic. You look athletic, right?
3: You know, in my use, <laughs> I, you know, I, I always said that, I, you know, I'm an athlete. But in my use, I fell completely out of shape. And I utilized your, your treatment facility, your oh, detox. Thank you. Probably about a dozen times. Wow. But the problem was I kept on doing the same thing after I got out and I couldn't find my authentic self. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I liked anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I knew I liked to work out. I knew I was an athlete. Um and I developed a fitness routine on my own. You know, I was this individual getting fit on my own. But what the change was for me was developing this community mm-hmm. of people who were trying to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. Um that's,
3: it's huge for me. And so, that is mm-hmm. big.
0: I mean, that's the thing cuz I think when we used to walk into a like a smoke-filled you know AA meeting (laughs) and you're sitting there i mean years ago when you you used to be able to smoke in treatment centers which is and i didn't smoke and i used to walk come home my wife said we start smoking again or something because it was the most on it was the the most unhealthiest place to be it was inside a you know an inpatient Mm -hmm. treatment center but
1: well a lot of times you people do (laughs) pick up some bad habits in, in early recovery because you're trying to fill that void so I, I, another thing that I think is great about recovery fitness is you're giving people an option for something else to pick up to help you know fill that void that's healthy for them that's that's good for them and it's not just you know chain smoking or uh, you know whatever whatever unhealthy habit you pick up when you get clean
0: and art well you know and when you talked about wilderness therapy wilderness therapy is huge every place but New York
3: yeah <laughs> right yeah.
0: and you know if you go to Colorado you go to uh california where they have wilderness therapy um and for whatever reason and i don't want to always bash new york and i know that if colleen sullivan if you're listening from oasis i'm sorry i have to say this but we are very limited because what the um licensing agencies allow us to do in treatment is forced by this one by a, a regulatory group um of people that you know probably Became, you know got sobered during the 60s right that's fine eating pumpkin pie and drinking coffee and all that so but it's <laughs> like that stuff you know now we got these kids coming through <clears throat> they don't understand that they first of all they don't like pie <laughs> and they don't really want to drink coffee <laughs> who doesn't like and, pie? <laughs> well, I, oh, no. well maybe i shouldn't use that because carrie <laughs> <Kerry> loves pie <laughs> wow i don't i shouldn't have said that. um so <laughs> um <laughs> so but they want to be active they really have all this energy, right. and they haven't been kids in a long time, right, so they want to be kids again, or whatever they want to get mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and this will help them so it's just we have to, to state and and we have to find a way to do this mm-hmm. so in a very formalized treatment setting that seems normal, so we have to be able to go and take them on the woods and you know not stick them in a bed in a hospital all day, mm-hmm. but get about like you said take them out to nowhere with a shelter half and have a great time in a field, and just you know, they could be dirty and they could just be sweaty. And
1: well, they, they eat that stuff up. Well, you know, this I used to manage the Life House, yes, um, the Villa of Hope, and that like one of my favorite things to do was we had adventure based therapy, mm-hmm. um, and then I created a creative expressions group. So, between those two groups, I mean, that's what the kids really responded mm-hmm. to. The things mm-hmm. that would come out from
2: those groups was it blew my mind, right? Oh. It's so powerful and I think um, it always boils down to funding because all these other states have these uh, wilderness rehabs, wilderness programs um, but they're as far as I know they're for-profit because there isn't an insurance willing to cover it right right you have um, to have money. You have to have money um, And the other part is there is some redesign happening which I think will open it up to more kind of innovative and alternative. Um, supports which really would help us because we're struggling to find funding ourselves and some of our kind of um, data or, or really what we're trying to measure is pretty powerful stuff mm-hmm. you know but the funding piece it's just not out there in New York what do you guys
1: need right now because right now you're trying to get your own space mm-hmm. because you're somewhat mm-hmm. limited uh, mm-hmm. not, I mean we're in New York so you've got a couple really crappy <laughs> months <laughs> yeah. right? so yeah. you're looking for a space <laughs> yeah. right we tell are. us a little bit about that
2: mm-hmm. So we're looking for kind of a, a brick-and-mortar place um, where we could have programs seven days a week, multiple times a day, because right now we have three to five outdoor activities each and every week, um, but winter limits us. And even the activities we have now are limited because it's three to five times a week. Right. Um so we're looking for a place where we could improve or increase, really, programming, offer additional supports, yoga, uh, which we actually have Monday nights in the park, but that's also um, weather permitting, right. you know, and, and I don't know how long it's going to last um, once, you know, the winter comes. Um, but to have more meditation, maybe art therapy workshops, different groups coming in, um, really community supports, all about recovery you know, almost like a clubhouse setting where folks can go between outpatient or um, 12-step groups, Great. A, sure.
0: N, A. Now, so anybody listening out there, any of our treatment providers, I'm going to give you an idea because I'm also an administrator, so I know how to make stuff. some of this stuff works. What you need to do is you need to get shared space, and you're going to let them have it for nothing. And then what you're going to do is then you have a referral source for people going in and out of treatment. So mm-hmm. those people would actually might have it for a lower cost or free, but then you're going to get your own groups of people. So if you're out there listening and you want it, you can Facebook me and I will tell you how to set this up if you want to give them some space. Because they can do shared space that's going to benefit your treatment center and it will benefit what they're doing.
1: Well, wait, did you guys pick out a
2: space already that you were looking at or so-so?
0: There's been a couple we've looked at um
2: There was one particular we looked at, um, and it's sort of in the works, but I don't know um, if it's necessarily gonna happen. And it's really, what we're we're really excited about is it's in a really rough neighborhood. Um, And we had a lot of sort of thoughts and discussions about whether or not safety of our participants. Um, But we put out this poll to our participants online and we got just an overwhelming response and so much support, um, so, so much support that we were really surprised. Mm -hmm. So we're actually working with uh, local schools and churches. Oh. Um,
0: a school can do it, too. Right?
2: Yeah. A lot of really like a revitalization project to right. bring recovery to the inner city. Yeah.
0: Well, another thing, too, is don't worry about the neighborhood because some of the best halfway houses are in the worst neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, just because of that. And I'm not going to knock City of Rochester, but Rochester or any city, but trying to get a halfway house into a nice area is impossible. Because they they're not right. right. They're yeah. not going right. to let you do that. So they're always going to be in areas like that. And everybody says, why? Why are they in those areas? Well, okay. Well, Johnny taxpayer. This is why. Because you don't want them in your by you. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the biggest problem right now.
2: Absolutely, the stigma of it is is still so horrible. Um, and so it's either a battle of a neighborhood that's you know quote unquote less desirable or a battle with a community that don't want. Um, folks like us right right next to them mm-hmm.
1: speaking of that i mean you were just recently featured and i am not anonymous yes. correct yes. really yeah have you heard of this no movement?
0: go ahead no
2: yeah so i'm not anonymous is a, a national sort of movement and a project by two uh, uh good friends of mine um tom goris and kate Katie. And it's about putting a face um, and a voice to people in recovery. Sure. So they do these portrait events um, and then they also have you submit your story and they feature it on their website
0: wow as a matter
2: of fact if you go on their website i think my face is plas- is plastered it is right and really? it's, it's yeah. a little eerie but <laughs> no that's
0: good right you know
2: yeah and it's just russians sorta... love that <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just saying too. russians just love to be all over
2: it's great because i mean
1: <laughs> looking looking at yana looking at sean if i didn't know any better you know i wouldn't look at either of them and say oh these are people that, you know, used to. No, use this, drugs looked, or this had is a, very, this a good looking couple, right? right. I mean, really. Yeah, could... but no, but for real. So, you know, you don't have to get too nitty gritty and, and deep into your stories, but what what was life like for you before you guys got clean got sober?
3: Really, I was just lost. Um, coming, coming out of the military, coming back from a couple deployments, um, I treated some of the issues that I had um, with alcohol. I poured vodka right over the top of them so yeah. mm-hmm. um you know I I holed up in my my house and you know it, it was pretty miserable for a few years and I didn't know how to get out of that hole um and I didn't know what was available I didn't know recovery was possible I didn't know where any of the veteran service agencies were um I just needed I really needed help and I, I was too proud to ask for it sure. especially with the military background all soldiers say you know I'll never surrender right I yeah. won't give up that's um, why and the, I can
0: do this on my own. Yeah, that's why the VA has a difficult time getting people to go. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, you, I mean, I don't want to say if you used to be, I always have, I have always issues around the VA and <laughs> that, and I hope they get better, but.
3: Well, I, I work <laughs> at the Veterans Outreach Center
0: now. Okay. So I'm able
3: to, you know, just like with Yana, I share my story with sure. everybody. I wear it on my sleeve. Everyone at work knows that I'm in recovery and Awesome. all the all the veterans that come in know that they can talk to me mm-hmm. so
0: well that's a great and also that's a grassroots program better you know that's very different than that's awesome. the VA it
3: is yeah. we always tell people we are not the VA no but yeah wonderful program. Center. they
0: saved my life yeah no they great did. great program
1: what about you Yana what was your life like in addiction <sighs>
2: You know, I'm from uh, Staten Island, from, like, downstate, and I only moved here about four years ago, um, and it was really to, to save my butt, or an attempt to save my butt, because everything was unraveling. Um, I was working at the New York City Fire Department as a therapist with the World Trade Center Survivors, wow. yeah. um, and I just didn't know how to cope.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: And my my addiction, you know, was was blooming before then, but that was sort of the piece that put me over the top, because... I was living a double life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was this fall-down, um, disgusting person after work, and then I had to put on my professional hat. And it was really such an internal conflict that uh, I try to get away, you know, as, as many of us do. Um, and that's how I found recovery, essentially. So it was just, And recovery um, fitness, I don't think I really talk about this ever, but it came out of um, a dark place for me. You know, I wasn't allowed to... Um, leave the state for some consequences I, I came across and we heard about and we can never talk about recovery without talking about Phoenix Multisport. And they are our mentors, our inspiration, just an incredible organization. Um and we're mimicking their program, you okay. know, like, like Carrie mentioned at the beginning. We're not reinventing the wheel. This isn't brand new. Um and they are a sober active community. So I heard about them and I wanted to run, you know, as as we do, and I couldn't physically, uh, couldn't. So that's how recovery started. For a big part of it, is we brought what they had to offer here. Oh, that's awesome! I never knew that. I mean, how would I have known that about
1: your story? But thank
2: God for radio. (laughs) Right,
1: thank
0: God for radio. Well, it's cool.
1: You guys are. I mean, we talked about this earlier, but just like you know, word of mouth. I had a client not too long ago that was uh, he saw your flyer in my office and he was like hey he's like those guys were just at the the treatment center where I am and you know not only do they talk about recovery but you know he's, he told me that you shared your story and just there are some of the certain points that he shared with me that were impactful to him and I'm like this is just the coolest thing like how oh. all these groups are connecting now like everything is interconnected right. and mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more so and it's oh, no it's, it. a,
0: it's a remarkable I'm glad you were able to You know, come on today. We're going to be out. So next week, we're at the Recovery Fitness 5K. Yes. Yes. And where is that? (laughs) Good to be. <laughs> it's at
2: uh, Seneca Park next Saturday. Uh, registration's at eight o'clock and uh, the race is at or the run walk rather, it's not a race, is at nine. And it's the it has a long name. The second annual Recovery Fitness Friends and Family Run Walk with sponsorship by Monroe Rochester Recovery Network.
0: Awesome.
2: Wow. That's
1: wonderful.
0: <laughs> that was a <laughs> That is very wow. And that's all on a, that's not on one t shirt, is it? It is. Wow, how'd you do that? That's pretty good. Uh, but
2: yeah, so now is there still time? time to register for those that have not registered absolutely there's time to register the day of we'll be taking walk-in registrations um, and there is a, a registration fee which is $30 It includes a t-shirt but all are always welcome um, we have folks that have been generous enough to sponsor runners um, and just uh, so much support and plus we we never want to turn anyone away at any of our programs yeah. so if folks don't have the $30 or whatever just come and, and they then, mean that
1: when they say that because I saw that happening at the kayaking thing. So right. d- it's not just, you know, lip service. They mean that when they say that.
0: So you're on And you're also going with us after, right, to the yes. family thing. That would be great. Oh, how you guys? are you guys? Are you guys running that event? I, we I have, mean, are you like literally was,
1: running oh. in the event? We know you're running it, but are you
2: running in
0: it? No. Yeah.
2: Yes and no, we'll probably... Uh, so where I'll are you guys
0: prob- showering after? That's where like, cause yeah. we have <laughs> to <go>. we're like... <laughs> See, at this, it. Is,
1: this is yeah. what I said. <laughs> so if you guys could hear when you were in the green room,
0: um, <laughs> it's Joel's just, uh,
1: like hung up on us. I'm like, it'll be fine. No, it we will have, not. Like, we have an in between. We have an oh, event no. we have to go and to, and
0: but no, she's the only one who lives close. I don't live close. So, <laughs> well, we're probably going to your place. Um, so <laughs> you we really a baby wipes. We really like. Thank you very much. Make sure you come out next Saturday. Carrie and I will be there. Um, and just have a great time. Just great. Just thank you very much. Have a great. Do you like this, Carrie?
1: Oh yeah, I just I, I didn't know what song Joel was going <laughs> to pick, and it got like was right. Van Halen jump right.
0: All right. Have a great All week, right. everybody. Stay, Stay sober.